series. Umbrella Academy. Yeah. That was yeah. Shot, I think it was shot in Vancouver. It is bizarre. Is it any uh, good, though? Uh, you know, there, yeah, there's... I'd say 80% good. I don't know how to describe no, good. But I don't... I'm not but, looking for bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I think Fred would not enjoy it, but right. I think Darren would love it. <clears throat> and and where, what would you imagine? Would I be somewhere in the middle, or would I get yeah, bored and then go the middle, upstairs yeah. and play with myself? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have somewhere time there. for I, I can't... <laughs> can't tell with you howard anymore because sometimes you know i think well you know i think you like the certain space movies and you know there's some well i feel like i've outgrown space movies (laughs) no way (laughs) not all of them like i like like some space space but not like you he Uh, he loves his space movies and his space series i can't i can't help it just what is a remember the term used to hear it's a farce yeah what is a farce? Is that like a bizarre movie? Like what? Is, like the term farce for a movie? You don't hear it anymore. No, it's more for. Plays. Oh, it was a. Fa- it's a farce. <laughs> a farce. That's more about plays. It's generally. Yeah, yeah that's true. But you're, he's right. You don't really hear that term even. Just, well, although they still describe some theater as far as a, a theater experience as a farce. Yeah, that's what I mean. The play theater. Yeah, play theater. Yeah. Yeah. So would well, that be like nonsensical, like bizarre? Yeah. Is that what that means? Like this show is a farce. <laughs> the fact that we're still doing it is a farce. Um, Dan, somebody mentioned that they can't see my face anymore since we changed microphones. Yeah. What should I do about that? Should I, should I pose this way? Is this. I don't personally care. Microphone or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or. or uh, yeah, you can put it on a different kind of stand. I suppose. Hey, yeah. you know, we always talk about how in the summertime we're not watching series. But you started this discussion by saying you were watching uh, Westworld. Right. And um, I was telling you, boys, I spent the entire day with my kids. It was great. And, and, and I didn't actually have to turn any um, entertainment on until the evening. And I thought, what am I going to watch? And I started watching season six last night of Peaky Blinders. Mm. Um, I, I kept saying this to myself. Oh, I forgot how good this was. It's really good. Yeah, so, uh, the people the people I know that have watched it so far say it's fantastic. It is, and and I was thinking of you, Freddie, the other day. I thought, oh, I don't want to get back into a series, but I, then I just looked at the info on it. It's only six yeah. episodes, and then I had that other thought, like I'm not sure where I did I see all five seasons. Again, they're short seasons, but what I did. Maybe you guys, I guess everyone does this. I went and checked the episodes and I saw, oh, yes, I'm up to date. And then they had a nice, like, a three minute recap. And I watched two episodes last night. It's fantastic. Uh, me and Dahl, what we do is we uh, tend to watch the last episode of the previous season again. Mm-hmm. Like I did that with uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and it really helped. It's I did that with Ozark. And watched because it was quite a gap in season. between. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, no, I get, yeah, right, that guy, oh. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I thought I for some, about that. <laughs> I thought, I thought for some reason that you were about to say, yeah, well, what me and Dahl do is we quiz each other on the, what happened in that last episode, and if we get enough right, we watch it. Um, I was thinking that you know, um, today I have achieved something that neither one of you will ever achieve. What would that be? A 42nd anniversary. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah. Congratulations. 42nd. <laughs> it's good Congratulations. for you. Congratulations. Same woman for 42 years. Well, no, and somebody should wake her up. Let's congratulate her. <laughs> What's yeah. he thinking about? No, that is admirable. 42nd anniversary. And, uh, and Dan and I have prepared something. You didn't know that we knew this, but uh, Dan, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. sure. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy Fred and Fred and That was from the Flintstones, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is she there then? No, not yet. No. Is she coming to celebrate your anniversary today? Yes, she'll be here later today. I'm preparing the love nest. Are you? Oh, yeah. And what will that entail? Some, like, rose petals and chocolate and some champagne or <laughs> an Eggo waffle? <laughs> I'm moving a hot tub into the inside the uh, uh, the Tin Palace today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Romantic. Oh, yeah. Right on. Heart-shaped. Heart-shaped. So. You, got, uh, you got a playlist ready to go? <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The mariachi band's going to show up later in the day. <laughs> no, this is going to... Anyway, that's that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, what do you, well, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, just, it's like, you know, we often talk about where does the time go? Where has the time gone? How can that be? You know, I imagine, I remember being 42 years old and thinking I was old, and now I've been married for 42 years, just on and on and on, and, you know, what's thankful. The, what's we the still, key, Fred? What's the key? Yeah. Because, by the way, before you answer, her. Dan, mm-hmm. have you and I been married, not together, have we been married 42 years in total? Because mm. I, I was married, I, I think, uh, just shy of 20 years. How long was your marriage? Yeah, maybe about that, yeah. Okay. All right, so we have any... Combined, we're not at 42 years. Yeah. No, and I'm just lucky to have her because, again, the type of person I am, a lot of other women probably would have... I would have been like you guys. You know, around 20 years. (laughs) No. No, no, there's... No, there's... The thing is, you're just... You're too... And I say this respectfully. (laughs) You're too... You're too cheap to get divorced. (laughs) There's no way. There's no way if you ever saw the numbers that I saw, I can't speak for Dan, there's no way you would have said, we need to work this out. Listen, I love your comedy. Thank you. But that's not true. I know. I'm too logical. Like, if it didn't, you would have to eat that and then go go look for a rich broad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I said. And then I, <laughs> I failed miserably to find one. Turns out I'm the rich broad. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, you're, you say that all, all the time. It's all dull. But listen, it has to be you, too. I've seen the way she still looks at you. I can just imagine today when she arrives, it's going to be all dark. Lino. Yeah, baby. Hey, doll. Uh, 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 uh. Freddie P showing up. You should get one of those like satin smoking jackets they used to wear in the movies. You know, oh, that my nipples pop through. Yeah. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. she knows you mean business when the nipples be popping. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Great song. Oh yeah. Wow. What do you think Doll's preparing for you? For 
in the romantic way as she can. That's a great I don't question. That's a good question, you know. Uh, sporting some leather, maybe? Ah, who knows, Dan? You know, it's part of the adventure with her, yeah. right? I never know. Doll is wearing nothing but uh, high heels and a leaf jersey. She might show up with, like as a different person today. That's right. So, yeah. She turns around, she's got, and of course, on the back of the jersey is number 93. It just says Dougie G. No, yeah, baby. she may show up and say, hi, I'm Louise, and have a wig on or something. Who knows? Something. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that's a great idea, actually, except I think you should do that. <laughs> you should be in a wig. Hi, I'm Louise. Want to have a girl on girl experience? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> you, you, you know, just get yourself a little, you know. Fuck you, Hubble Howard. <laughs> I think you'll be wrong. Listen, you must have been done. You must be doing something to keep this spark alive. Yeah. Uh, okay, Dan Duran's going to start the show here in a second, and uh, we have a couple programming notes, and um, I just got a note uh, that I will share with you in a moment or two, uh, so let me just start things over again. I to, in, On Dan's recommendation, I rebooted my computer, so here we go. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble and Fred Studios in Toronto, Peterborough, and from the lusty shores of Lovesick Lake. And is brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Relaxacare, and DraftKings. And now, here are two men who celebrate their marriage anniversaries, even though only one is married. It's Humble and Fred. I was going to mention, too, about Peaky Blinders. Uh, I almost turned the subtitles back on, but I kind of caught on. It's not Their, their accents don't seem to be as thick as it was when I first started watching it. But uh. Dan, were you with me the other day when somebody was talking about Peaky Blinders and they said it was even harder for them this time? Yeah. Really? Who was hmm. that? I don't know. Was that Darren? Or? You know, oh, it's funny. It, it wasn't so much the main guy, Kieran, whatever his name is. Um, and right. then there's his brother, Arthur. They, they all talk like this. Um, yeah. It was some of the other characters. And about halfway through the first episode, I thought, am I going to have to turn this? But it was just a, a few encounters with this other character. I could I hardly understand yeah. them. Well, I will definitely right from the outset because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. And you know what subtitles are like? They're almost subconscious, almost immediately to me. They're there, but you don't really notice them. Um, yeah. It's funny how that works. Yeah. Um, no, I find the same yeah. thing. I watch a lot. Of, I, have a bit, I went through my South Korean uh, phase there, and, and you, you just get used to it. In fact, <laughs> after I watched it, the subtitles are still on. And then uh, I'm watching an English language one, and I'm still reading the subtitles. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. they go, what, what am I doing? What was that South Korean phase? Tell us that. Like, is, Parasite? Is that like, you actually enjoyed it, or you thought, this will be good talk at, um, you know, at cocktail parties? That no, I'm no, I just got I'm into bored. Korean film or whatever. I got bored with everything that was streaming at whatever point in the middle of COVID there, in the middle of winter, and I just started, you know how the algorithm starts suggesting new yeah, things? Yeah, of course. So, <clears throat> so you just, uh, and I just kept suggesting 
watching South Korean well, shows. And so, you know, I watched it and sort of got a, a handle on how they do the same thing, but a little bit differently. It's like um, that the feature, that ser- the streaming service called BritBox. Um, your watch, yours is like a bento box, except for Korean. Because <laughs> I know bento is yeah. Japanese. That, there's that movie, Parasite. Wasn't that, a, that was South Korean. It's a fantastic movie. <clears throat> Have you seen yeah, that, Freddie? Right, yeah. No, you mentioned BritBox, though. There's a porno channel called Tittenbox. Have you seen that one? <laughs> 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 Ooh, that's good. I Tit- had to squeeze that in. Squeeze what was it. The original, what was the original question, Humble Hour? <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, no, the, the movie uh, Parasite won an Academy oh, Award or something. Right. It's, a, it's, it, it's one of those mm-hmm. movies where... You will have forgotten about it, but I pr- and it's all subtitles. But it's an, a, yeah, it's okay. a great movie. It's a yeah, great premise. Yeah, that. you would love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so just quickly, so Maureen Holloway, Wendy Mesley, scheduled for today, have been pushed to July fifth. Wendy couldn't be with us today, and we wanted to have both of them because both of them, as you reminded me before the show, have great stories to tell. And that story that Wendy can tell is also very, will be interesting to hear her version of it. It's just there's no room for <clears throat> uh, benefit of the doubt anymore or explanation. No. It's just a mad charge to fucking hang people. It's weird. Well, no wiggle room. Um, yeah. And uh, not to uh, bum everyone out. But it's, uh, I just got this note, literally as the show started, from our old producer, Eileen Ross Ogden. Eileen said, hey, H, longtime Humble and Fred listener passed away yesterday, Sean Hammond. He would have been 51 today, but very sad. He was definitely a hundy P. I remember, of course we remember Sean. He, um, Mm. we, we would have met him at a couple of Christmas parties. Sure. He showed up at uh, uh, events of ours. And, you know, I, 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 I again, I don't really, I'm just going to say, I, I'm just going to search him on Facebook here, but it, I would, you, you would know him to see him. Okay. And uh, I'm, it's too bad. We're, we can ill afford anyone passing away <laughs> at the, you know, 51. 51, man. Anyway, it's too bad. Married that long, yeah, yeah. It's too bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got. I'm looking here at some correspondence. He uh, was a big supporter of ours. Going, this goes back. I'm looking back at some messages that he. Um, here's one. Here's a comment he said. Uh, I think the. Uh, I think you and Fred are so generous. You are the only famous personalities that allow their fans to be friends and communicate with them. The open house was such a celebration of love and friendship. I came away from it with such a feeling of community and friendship among all that were there. That's why you have listeners for life. Why would, why would I listen to any other media? Thanks again for including me and the Humble and Fred family. The fact that you were media legends before I started listening, and now I'm part of the family is amazing to me, and I thank you. What do you think of that? That's touching. That's sweet. Yeah, and that came, by the way, that was from 2013. Mm. Wow. 
So thanks, uh, Eileen, for pointing that out. And um, would, would would he have been a friend of Eileen's? How would she? Uh, Although I, you know, it's no funny idea. how that how it's all come together. And many people that didn't know each other prior to this podcast actually became friends through those events we would have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyhow, there you go. You never know, so just think about that the next time you're complaining about the weather, Howard, that it's... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and the right. long and the short of it, nah. the long and the short of it, what does it mean? As long as you're breathing, does it really matter what the, the weather is like? No, thank you, Fred. I'll keep that in mind. <clears throat> you're welcome. I appreciate you pointing that out. I did write this down yesterday, Dan. I'm not sure if you heard me say it to you, that the weather's so nice we can't even talk about it. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, we just seem, yeah, although, it doesn't although, fit with the theme. Although yeah. yesterday got kind of cool and windy and overcast. Oh, mm-hmm. it was horrible here. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's not Sean Hammond horrible, but it's, you know, it's not mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Anyway. He would have loved that joke, by the way. Of yeah. course. Yeah, that's uh, sad. And at fifty-one, I wonder what uh, I wonder what took him so young, so brief. My goodness. Yeah, exactly. Years ago. Well, think about it. You, you know, that's only nine years. He's lived only nine years longer than you and Delise have been uh, hanging well, out. That's it. Yeah. And fifty-one. That's me. Like. F- uh, 15 years, years ago, ago. Yeah. and that's you like 13 years ago or whatever and that's dan like 38 years ago because he has no <laughs> concept of how old he is yeah. like when when dan Somewhere finally now. goes it'll be legendary broadcaster actor and uh rack on tour dan duran died today no no one knows his real age <laughs> he could he was 84 or 100 no one knows what's a what's a uh the the proper uh age to live to do you think you think that the average is that's when before you say, oh, well, he, he lived a good life. Yeah. What age is that? What do you think? I think Fred? an eight. I think nowadays you have to have an eight as an the eight. first number. Yeah. Mm. Even in the 70s now, it's like, ah, man, that's a bit brief, you, you know, you or die, a bit premature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I think the age just before you start to not be able to control your bowels, I think, whatever that age is, you know, it's like, hmm. Um, speaking of which, uh, Paul McCartney turned 80 years old a few days ago. Some great stuff online. And, and he played this thing called the Glastonbury Festival on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I saw something that made me laugh. I knew you'd love this, Patterson. It said, Paul McCartney went on stage at 1030 at night. And the person who wrote it said, I'm in my 50s. I can't stay up till 9. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that is so true. I'm like an 80 year old went on stage at 1030. I'm, I'm going to I'm doing that show with with Darren Frost and, and uh, Kenny Robinson. And I didn't want to MC because I didn't want to stay until 1030. Yeah. And 80 Apparently years old. at the show, he does another uh, video song with John. I forget which one it is. I read it and I can't remember. Um. Which wowed the crowd. And apparently Dave Grohl was there, too. Eh? Dave Grohl and mm-hmm. Dave Grohl went on the stage for the first time mm-hmm. since Taylor Hawken. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Springsteen as well. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. How's that for a uh, That's card? Your name. <laughs> Jesus. Paul McCartney duets with John Lennon made possible. What was the song? Um, trying to get you the song. Uh, do, 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 do. 
virtual duet. Undoubtedly, the high doesn't say the song. Well, here we go. Oh, here we go. I got the song. It's uh, I got a feeling. That's it. <clears throat> Old, by the way. Here you know, Howard, a, I was, here I comes was just going to say that. I was, I was just going to say that about. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, that's no, fine. We'll wait till the um, Lennon part comes on. Keep going. No, I was going to say about McCartney. Even at 80, there's when he sings, Paul McCartney is still there. Like yeah. you know, some guys get too old and they sing, and it's like it's not the <clears throat> the way they used to sound. It's too much of a struggle. Yeah, but Paul McCartney is still there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. he struggles with some songs. Let's be yeah, honest, he, uh, the higher end of stuff. But he, yeah. you're right. Uh-huh. He still sounds like McCartney. Okay, yes. so here comes the duet part. Right, in a second. Okay, should I just fast forward this, or are we going to indulge Paul McCartney for another couple of seconds here? Well, I we you yeah. know, I think if people are interested, they can go okay, search it themselves. Here we go. Then Lennon comes on. Jesus. You know, if you were at that show and that happened on the screen, you'd just burst into tears, for fuck's sake. Well, I'd get the, uh, the heebie-jeebies or whatever you call them just listening to it from here. Yeah, I'm going to... shiver runs up my spine. I had some, some uh, shiver, too. Do you think <clears throat> he runs that by Yoko and the family before he does those things or, or not? I think, according to this article, this is all because of the Peter Jackson documentary. So I think everyone okay. has signed off. I mean, that, that footage right. is from the documentary and... Oh, okay. And and they've synced it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. And I mean, this all started when we're talking about how how being eighty or having a name, having an eight in your a uh, number in your age when you pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, what about you? What what is your target at this point? I guess in the eighties is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know though. I think that coal sore may take you in your sixties. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to. I saw it yesterday, but I didn't want to mention it. Well, yeah. we got to mention it. It's right well, there it's for there. the world yeah. to see. Oh, I know. <clears throat> it would be. It, you know what? We would be remiss if we didn't mention it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Bill. I appreciate it. Dad. I'm gonna gonna name it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Is that your intern? Is that your? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what is, is that as a result of your kidney issues? I Here think so. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. I think well because I, it only I get cold sores very mm. 
infrequently. And yeah. uh, it usually yeah. has to do, I, you know, when I'm in the sun and I don't, you know, mm-hmm. use a uh, some sort of lip thing. Lip yeah, balm. But a lip balm, yeah. 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 Or, you know, I, I, I under, you know, stress, I guess. So stress basically brings it out. And that was kind of stressful getting getting that whole have you passed your stone, do you think, by now? I, I think so. I yeah, haven't had okay. any issues since, right? Good. It was a 24-hour experience, and then, you know, I've got medications standing mm-hmm. by just in case it happens, but, yeah, I'm, yeah. I've been taking I think lots so. Of, of he, he took a piss by the campfire the other night, and one hit me in the side of the head. <laughs> It was like a, it was like a BB. <laughs> That's great. Oh, he took a piss and killed a goose. <laughs> I, I know that, and I don't want you to think that we're piling on because we're talking about something. You know, everyone gets cold sores. I had a thing on my lip uh-huh. on Sunday. I sometimes I get this reaction from eating something. Where all of a sudden I'll just get like a red. And it last. I, it was almost like a, it was still. It lasted twenty four hours. I get this little. I don't know, like oh, a hive wow. or something. Yeah, a- allergic reaction to maybe some additive or something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even think about it until I saw the kids yesterday. And they're like, what's, what's on your lip? I'm like, oh, that thing. But I, I don't want you to think we're piling on, although I did. Because at the end of the show yesterday, <clears throat> I, I said uh, religion is the worst thing. Literally the worst thing. Right, Ever. literally, you did say that. I, yeah. And and you, I put you on the spot because, you know, you grew up in a Lutheran home and your father, who I loved, who taught me so much, not the least of which was how to make a martini mm-hmm. um, and have so much respect for it, was a Lutheran minister. Yes. That being said, I have picked out a few <laughs> quotes for you. <laughs> you know. I did. And this morning I thought, oh, I'll share some stuff with Dan. So this is from a fellow named Napoleon. And Napoleon was quoted as saying, Religion is excellent stuff for keeping common people quiet. Religion is what keeps the poor from murdering the rich. <laughs> I thought, that's perfect. <laughs> and, and it's true. Mm-hmm. It's excellent for keeping, for keeping common people quiet. And if you want to change the word common to poor, stupid, red states, you know what I mean? Th- those are the people that are the most religious who believe, like Lauren Boebert, that idiot from Colorado, the, the congresswoman, uh, because the elections are coming up, she, st- she started tweeting, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is great. You know, that's who, because she's speaking to her base of the right. common people. Would you like one more, Dan? Sure, it'll hit me, hit me. Okay. Uh, in one box, my religion says I can't do that. In the other, okay. In the one below, my religion says you can't do that. Next to it, fuck off. <laughs> yeah okay and uh, one final one uh that you will love dan um it's a famous quote my dear religion is like a penis it's a perfectly fine thing for one to have and to take pride in but when one takes it out and waves it in my face we have a problem <laughs> that's a great quote yeah, yeah i knew you'd love that one so yeah. there you go well, you know, it's you're right. There's yes. there's no question that there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the name of Jesus and the name of a God. Yeah, that is ridiculously stupid and 
always goes against the grain of what the religion is really trying to, to uh, teach people, in my view. And it's it's just to create a, a, a moral structure, uh, a way of living that's that, uh, you know, brings peace and right. joy yes. and, uh, you know, harmony throughout. That, that's the the original point of it, in my opinion. And then it gets distorted yeah, by people. And it went off the rail years ago. But you also speak from someone who actually does not question the existence of God. Like, if you, like myself, the whole thing to me is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? What what you just said doesn't apply to me because it's like, okay, because I'm not even out of the starting blocks. You know, everything you talk about is from someone who actually believes there's some God. greater something or other, yeah. Mm -hmm. But then again, too, I mean, everybody has their doubts about that. I I mean, any Christian worth their Christian salt. Mm Mm-hmm would have those doubts as well because you go through that that that's all a part of faith and you know doubting and whatever i i you know i think there i don't think that the structured uh, you know like the structured christian religion is necessarily the the model that really represents re- whatever reality there is with a with a supreme being but i think there is something that no. just because no. it doesn't all make sense to me as far as mm. how the whole universe got going and what you know <laughs> It just ends always ends up for me in like this blank space of well that just didn't make any sense. How, how did the original thing get going? How did the whole where did right. it all start? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. we'll never know. Well, well I know. I, yeah. One thing I do, I don't know the answer to that, Dan, but I uh, like my partner here. I don't believe it was some guy who one day was like, oh, well, I'm God. I know what I'll do. I'll create the world, the heavens, and the universe. And it will only take me six days because on the seventh day, I will rest. Um, That's what I don't believe. But I'll tell you what, Dan. We're going to let you off the hook because I know you're not here to defend some cockamamie Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll have plenty of time to debate this uh, during Trailer Fest 22 when I'm up there. <laughs> when I'm up there for a few days in a week or Late two. Late night round the fire. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Dan's news will be, uh, I guess, about a half hour, 45 minutes away. Jackie Delaney's going to join us as well. Um, we think that Brett Tanner from uh, the Chamber Plan will be along. But first, why don't we talk about our other friend, the retirement Sherpa, Fred? Yes, uh, Tim Niblett is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Tim will be by tomorrow with his uh, weekly update on what's going on out in that world. Very interesting man. You know, he's got his finger on the pulse. It lets you know that if you are a client of Tim's, that, uh, you know, he's got a rational, straightforward view of the world and uh, you're in good hands. If you're not in good hands, you might want to come over to his side, retirementsherpa.ca is how to contact him if you want a review of your portfolio managed by somebody else or you want to start from scratch. He's a good fella. He's a good fella. RetirementSherpa.ca. Hey, Ontario, it is on. DraftKings Sportsbook has arrived. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports from MMA to hockey to playoff hoops. Of course, there's baseball. Soon there will be football. There's golf. You can bet special parlays, spreads, money lines, and more. Plus, do it now from anywhere in the province. Join the action. Download the app and explore everything DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. It's safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. 
Get excited, Ontario. DraftKings Sportsbook is live. Download the app and get in on all the action. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling. Gambling. If you've got gambling problems, call Connex Ontario, 1-866-531-2600. Yeah, go check that out. When you see the video of Lennon coming on the screen, that's when I uh, had the same thing. I got like a chill. It's like, Jesus. Right. And he does sound, he sounds like himself. You're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned something you said yesterday. I said something towards the end of the show yesterday that I just want to add on or add to or comment on. Whatever. Um, you know, I was talking about uh, Doug Ford named his nephew Michael Ford, you know, minister of multiculturalism and immigration or whatever. And uh, what was he thinking? I heard John Tory yesterday go on about Michael Ford and how talented he is. And how he thinks that was a good pick. And remember, the Fords and Tories aren't, you know, they're not the best of friends. Um, He said he was very impressed with this kid. Put him on the police services board because of his mind. And I think some other board as well. So I just want to be fair. With a when a person like John Tory endorses him, all of a sudden I sort of have to do a reset and go, hmm. All do what John Tory pleaded with everyone yesterday to do, and that's give the kid a chance. And how often have I said that? We've said that before. you got to give somebody a chance. So I just wanted to clean that up a bit. Well, that's great. Um, isn't that a great perspective? There you go. That's why you're a mm-hmm. great man, because you're able to see, understand, take in information, change, mm-hmm. reset. Think about this. John Tory ran for mayor against Rob Ford. Did he not and lose? Did he not? Did, is that not? No, who, David Miller. David Miller. That's right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did he not run yeah. against Rob Ford? No, I don't believe he did. So who would have defeated Tory for premier? Was it? It was Dalton. Dalton. Right, right, right. Okay. Remember the, 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 uh, the schools thing? Right. Funding for schools killed Tory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it was rational. It was fair, but... Yeah. Oh man, that's to me. Uh, that's that one still stings. He would have been a great premier. Probably would have still been premier of the province. Well, um, it's funny you say that because I tweeted the other day, right after uh, Roe v. Wade, and I think on the heels of one of the January six hearings, all I tweeted was, "To be clear, if the email lady had won, none of this would have happened." There wouldn't have been. There would not have been those three. Didn't Trump put three people on the Supreme Court? Yeah, Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, and mm-hmm. I can't remember the third one. Gorsuch. So think about that. Like if the if the scary email lady, if she was in charge, none of this would have happened. There wouldn't have been an overturn. There would be no January sixth hearing. None of that. But oh, her emails. Yeah, uh, I was reading yesterday that there's a, a, just a, a little seed of a thought that they're they're looking at the landscape right now and what could her chances be of running against Trump again? Because remember, she got more votes, and now on the heels mm-hmm. of Roe versus Wade, oh yeah, and pissing off so many women. If Hillary came back against Trump, what would the, what would her chances be? 
Um, it's an interesting thing to think about. Well, weren't we just saying yesterday that the problem, and when we were talking to Noel, the problem with the Democratic Party is they've got no superstars in the wings. Like, the Republicans are well-suited. If they want to continue this lineage of nonsense, they've got Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio. There's a whole bunch of bad actors on that side. I can't name, other than Kamala Harris, who is a non-starter at this point, although, as vice president, very often they're the presumptive nominee for the party should the incumbent not want to run. And back to our conversation of a minute ago, I don't want Joe Biden running again. But if Hillary Clinton did, that might be interesting because yeah. she is a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. again, you know, and it was just how the chips fell. Was she really rejected or was it complacency because everybody thought she was going to to win and she won the popular vote? It was just the electoral college that screwed her. If it happened again, people are equipped with what can happen now, Mm -hmm. and maybe they wouldn't let it happen. Because I know Donald Trump got his 75 million votes. I can't believe he can can grow that. I mean, it was. It was a great performance, a losing performance. Yeah. But he he got every creature to crawl out from every rock in America to vote for him. Would that happen again? Or would that be enough? Well, it's kind of what you said yesterday as well about Obama, but in in a different context. You know, Mm -hmm. basically you were saying that after Obama, that sector of voters, the the black community that came out in unprecedented numbers, just didn't vote in the same numbers. They did, just not to the level they had for Obama for for eight years. And maybe that would be the same for Trump. Like, he might have Mm -hmm. peaked. Just a quick thing, though, and I don't I didn't go through it enough to want to present it here. But everyone, I think, by now knows who Jordan Klepper is. He's that correspondent from The Daily Show. Very clever, funny guy that goes out to these Trump rallies. Yes. And I was going to pick out some audio, but it's about seven minutes long. Just Google Jordan Klepper fingers the pulse Mississippi Trump rally. (laughs) And what's scary is he he's going around with an iPad showing them testimony. In one case, he shows them Bill Barr saying he told Trump the election wasn't stolen. And these people that he shows it to are still not convinced. Um, One person comments that they've done something. Maybe that's they've edited the testimony. Then they show another person or two the video of Ivanka. And their response is, that's not really her. That might be one of those deep fake things. (laughs) So how are you ever going to convince anyone on that side? Well, it goes to what I said. Once Once you have the idea that things are fake news. You're not going to convince them, no. Because they want, we said it yesterday, they want 50, yeah, 50s or early 60s America back. Yeah. And that just gets in the way of getting that back. So... They don't want to hear of it. It's a it's a very very selfish view of the world. But then again, I say selfish. It would be selfish if you're equipped with all the knowledge one needs to make an intelligent vote, and they're just not. <laughs> they aren't. You know. And again, Trump. 
you know, throwing God around at his latest rally. Oh, yeah. You know, it gets back yeah. to what we were saying earlier. You know, it's a strategic thing. It's who he's talking to. That's who he wants to talk to. He doesn't believe any of that shit. None of it. No, just, and, he you know. throws it out there because he knows he's got to. So he does. And you know what? Using, like, not being religious, which he isn't, and then using religion to get somewhere is, that's, again, just another slimy part of uh, of Donald Trump. Well, it's like that quote from uh, Napoleon. You know, religion is there to keep the common people in place. Yeah. And unfortunately, again, I, I recommend not only is this Jordan Klepper guys, he's very funny and he's very understated. Mm-hmm. What I mm-hmm. like about him is he never attacks them. No. And the way he sort of like we all we're all in on the joke, but he's not cruel to them. Like some of these things, you know, over the years I've seen us, you know, making fun of Americans and such. And it's not done cruelly, but it's just there to expose how they've been duped. And that's what I, I like about him. He's basically not making fun of them so much as making or bringing to light how they've been co-opted and coerced into this cult. Right. <clears throat> um, we need somebody like that in Canada because the asshole rally, apparently, that's forming mm. to uh, be in Ottawa on July 1st. Which I love. You want to talk about selfishness. I mean, celebrating the country and families go there. They know this. Families go to Ottawa to celebrate the country and all the festivities. Mm -hmm. These assholes are going to go there. And uh, whether they, you know, occupy Ottawa again, probably not. Apparently, everything's in place to prevent that. But just the selfishness of that, Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's going to be a Yahoo element there. There's going to be flags with fuck Trudeau on them and, you know, all cars with little subtle dog whistle emblems on them. You can bet your ass that's going to happen. That white powered sign they all make. Yes. Um, So it'd be great if somebody within our media could go there and do the same thing. Right. Just interview some of these people and expose them for what they are. And again, what what what's the freedom thing now? Like, why are you going? Yeah, what are what are? Well, Jackie uh, is about yeah. to get in here. Jackie Budding, uh, right. our good friend, and uh, the last time we talked to her on a on a historic episode of the Humble and Fred Show, mm-hmm. I say historic because definitely in eleven years that Derringer day that that first day we sort of unpacked the issue. Uh, made Humble and Fred history as our top one or two shows of all time. Jackie was part of that. And here she is again. Hi, Jackie. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Jackie, thanks for uh, switching up uh, spots. Jackie is the Director of Communications and Parliamentary Affairs for the Senate of Canada. And she is an official friend of this program jack how are you sent i'm just uh, explaining the last time you were on was part of our humble and fred history yeah wasn't it like the day after shit really part of my language really uh, hit the fan it was the monday after the saturday night when jennifer valentine's video went viral yeah it was crazy and and that was the scheduled appearance like that was oh yeah I wasn't trying to capitalize on anything that had actually been scheduled, I think, a month prior. So so since that story broke and you reacted to it, you became public. Again, you were on this show and you've been interviewed by other people. 
what's it like been uh be, what's it been like for you uh from then till now what is it still out there are people still asking you about it are you still not really it's it's nope. really quieted down i think the company um did a great job with making it uh not i wouldn't say go away but certainly you know, pushing back the tidal wave. They did a good job with doing that by uh, announcing the independent uh, investigation, um, which, look, I'll reserve complete judgment until that investigation is done and and I see what they do. Um, Not to impress with the way it's been carried on so far, uh, in particular, uh, reaching out to me, but then asking me to agree to another <laughs> another confidentiality agreement okay. yeah, yeah, yeah i know I, i'm good no 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 I, I, let's take some time here because you sent me yes. you you sent me the article link i hadn't seen it and then i uh, let's talk about this so you were one so set it up there was uh, obviously people who are you know you well, we've all heard went 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 down and jackie was part of it so they contact you who first of all who contacted you and in wonder under what auspices so it's a woman by the name of Rachel Turnpenny, and she is, I believe, one of the partners of the law firm that's been hired by Chorus to carry out this investigation. And some people say, OK, well, how much of an arm's length can it be if they're being paid by the company? Sure. But I mean, look, somebody has to pay them. So, um, you know, I'm willing to give them and I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt based on that. Um, and she reached out to me by email and asked if I'd be willing to speak with her. I said, yes. Then she reached out to me by phone. I, I had a lovely conversation as far as uh, my interaction with her. She seems quite lovely, quite professional. Um, but right away, the first thing that struck me, she said, you'd be interviewed as a witness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I laughed and I'm like, what, what did I witness? I was, I was a target of. I wasn't a witness. And she explained that's the way the company wanted it um, because they wanted to focus on people who were still there. And I said, so the company is setting the parameters of your investigation. They're not they're not letting you dictate those parameters. And she said, that's correct. And then the second thing she said was that there would be a confidentiality agreement. And I said, for how long? Like, if you're saying you want me to be quiet while the process is happening so that, you know, you can get to the bottom of it. I get that. I understand that. And she said, no, no, it would be in perpetuity. <laughs> I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't need to. Uh, I said, you, you silenced me 20 years ago. I, I'm not about to be silenced again. So I'm good. And then I put that in an email the next day and reiterated it. So they wanted you as a witness, not a complainant. Um, what is it? What, what do you think the strategy is there other than management trying to cover their own ass they want witnesses the for something that happened in the past would this maybe prevent through your testimony identifying managers as 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 the problem like i I don't get that strategy either because at first i would have thought that it was because they were focusing on the here and now and 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 john and and the current show right um but then she did say they want to focus on the people who are here now, meaning, right. yeah, management, I guess. I I, okay. I don't know. Look, for me, what stuck out is, uh, I, you know, I've seen these things. I've seen these things happen um, in other in other establishments, other companies. And typically, if you really, truly want an arm's length investigation, you say to the investigators, you tell us what you need. Right. Right. Well, the company doesn't dictate to them what the parameters are. But just a couple of quick comments. Yeah. 
it's no big deal that they're paying for it because, they say, as you say, somebody has to. Secondly, they're a, they're a publicly traded company. There are, I, I'm sure, I'm only speculating, but I'm pretty sure there are parameters in place under the publicly traded company that there's a protocol around this type of thing. But... And, and please comment on this, because I know you and I went back and forth, and I said, so what's going to happen now? And you said you have not heard from them ever since you refused to not be a witness, in quotations, but you wanted to be part of the, the complainant, whatever that word is. So you have, you have been, you've had no more, no, no more interaction with this company? No, I have. What I ended up doing was, um, so the next day I wrote and I said, look, I said, I've, I've taken the time to think about it and I'm, I'm not interested in uh, under these terms. And she said, okay, let me get back to you. Uh, she reached out to me a few days later. I I was like, I, I'm not going down a rabbit hole. I'm not going to get into a game of ping pong. Um, but look, she, she reached out a couple of times and, and said, okay, we're willing to do this, but the, the confidentiality would re- would remain in place. And I was like, that's just a non-starter for me. Um, so I said, thank you for your time, but no, absolutely not. But what I did do was I wrote a statement and I said, I'm, I'm giving you this. I believe you have everything you already need. However, I, I want to give you this to lay out the circumstances of what occurred in my time um, so that you at least have it and that you're at least aware. And okay. that's the thing as a lawyer, she like she's been made aware of information um, you know, she can't, my understanding is she can't ignore that. So, so excuse me. So you just sent her a note saying, these are the facts of the, uh, that I witnessed that happened to me. You now have it officially. Correct. And what, what was the response to that? Thank you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Jackie, what do you what think about this? What bothers me a bit through this, and I believe you've named names, it just seems unfair to me that you know, John Derringer is mentioned, although, of course, he's going to be mentioned. But uh, like Ryan Parker and Johnny Garbett, all the guys that were in that room, um, and then the victims are named. But the, that whole band of middle people, people, it seems there's Stuart a relax- Myers, Are you referring to Stuart Myers and J.J. Johnston? No, no, I'll exactly. And Dave Farrow and Hal Blackadar and John Cassidy and uh, mm-hmm. Chris Pandoff. You know, there's a whole band there of people that it seems there's a reluctance to name them when they're right in there, man. They're like, they've got stink yeah. on them big time. I, I agree. In, in the beginning, I even I, when I identified John, I didn't name them, and I, but I said I would. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I was even hesitant. I mean, it's it's easy to go back and look at the years and see who was there. Uh, yes. For me, those those three were, as I said, uh, Stuart Myers was the program director. J.J. Johnston was the general manager. And John Cassidy was, I believe, the VP. No, he was the and, president. Cassidy was, was the president oh, okay. when we were there. Yeah. yeah. And some people might say, oh, well, he's the president. Maybe he didn't know about it. I was told by management at the time that John Cassidy knew about it. I was told that it had been escalated to John Cassidy because they were using that to try to say to me, this is how seriously we take this. Even the president knows about it. Even John Cassidy knows about it. So they can't very well turn around now and say, no, 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 no. Those people didn't know about it. They did. You know, you you never worked in or around Dave Farrow. Um, no, I don't believe um, I don't think so. But after the after we were talking to you one day, he phoned me squirming. Right. <laughs> And he told yeah, a few me, people are squirming. Yes. 
And uh, through that conversation, um, I was enlightened with the fact that, you know, they would continuously go to John Cassidy and say, hey, there's a problem here. And he would say, you know, he's popular and makes us a lot of money. So just manage him. Yeah. So, yeah, stink on him. So, again, I like I really like some of these people, although I will say about Stuart Myers, you know, I had some interaction with him back in the day, and he was not comfortable with any of it, so he left. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, was say, I will give I will give him that much, and, and not to defend the. Well, no, I was going to say we worked for all those people you've named. Yes, uh, Stu and I and Fred worked together for a long time, mm-hmm. and we can say that this was not. It didn't sit well with him, no. and he might have been a little bit. His hands were tied. Because as the program director, for people listening, right. you know, he, he, can't, he could not have fired John Derringer. Those other yeah. guys, J.J. and Cassidy and whoever else was in that loop, yes. they could have and didn't. But I want to I talk a, a little bit about you and uh, Colleen Rushhome and Jennifer Valentine and Maureen Holloway, who you switched spots with today. I said this to Colleen, and I may have said this to you, but if I didn't, I'll say it now. If this were America, <laughs> you'd all be millionaires. If this were... No. So I said that to Colleen, and she laughed. I go, you and... I said, you and all those people, Jackie and Maureen, I said, you guys, I, if this were the States, you'd all not only have your own lawyers, uh, they would, you would have been... They would have had a class action and all this other stuff. Um... But this isn't America, as we all know. And so is there no part of you that wants to, you know, escalate this a little bit? Maybe get some compensation? Look, I never say never. Uh, It certainly wasn't what motivated me to to mention it, because the first time I mentioned it was on um, was on Toronto Might, I think, before Jennifer's video. And then um, I jumped on Jennifer's video and named John. And I've been quite public. Um, I think if I if money was my vo- motivating factor, I would have I would have done it before now. Um, but you know, I will say this: like we we laugh at Americans um, and poke fun of the fact that they're so litigious down there. But but the fact is, uh, it sometimes is what keeps people in line, right? Yeah. It's it's the Benjamins that talk just just because it was the Benjamins that kept him on the air for all these years because he was making the company a lot of money. Hey, Jackie, what kind of reaction have you had? I have had not one person defend him, not one. No, no. and I think, and even from the beginning, right? We all, I think, noticed that that nobody was coming to his defense. One person has kind of—it's funny. This one person who's in was in radio and is now doing a podcast was um, at first very like, "Oh, yeah, it's terrible, it's terrible. Oh my gosh, it's terrible." And then within a day or two, he's like, "Well, you know." there's two sides to every story and i thought that was really interesting because i think that person themselves um is kind of worried about what might be said about their behavior so i think yeah. they started going well what person do you want fred and i to guess what person that is because i bet you we can <laughs> i know you probably can and i'm gonna say no simply because um, all right all right I, i'll tell you why this person and I have have had a, some exchanges on social media, and they're not pleasant. Um, and it's not that I'm afraid. I don't. I, I'm not afraid. <clears throat> but it's just right now, I don't feel like going down that rabbit hole uh, with this person. But just know that we know who you're talking about. All it's right. It's not hard to figure out. No. No. Yes. 
Um, and he's all right. Not very, not very clever. No. No. Um, no. All right. Speaking of not very clever, it turns out the fuckhead rally is uh, is coming back to town. You know, I said this after uh, Putin uh, started slaughtering Ukrainians. I said, those freedom people from Canada, when they see that on the television, they should be embarrassed by ever using our freedoms. Uh, when you see what real people have had freedom taken away from them. But yet, yet, here we are again. As the uh, director of communications and parliamentary affairs, uh, Jackie, what do you think of the uh, round two of a bunch of knuckleheads coming to Ottawa? Well, I don't think all of them are knuckleheads. I oh, think no? There are, are knuck- no, I think there are, I, I think like anything, there are knuckleheads amongst them. Um, I, I'm, I'm reserving judgment until I see what they do because I, part of me thinks that a lot of this is a lot of the chatter around this is going to be worse than the actual events. I, that, I, I, I honestly believe that. I honestly believe also too the Ottawa police will do their job this time and mm. will take precautionary action. I mean, they're already talking in that way, right? where they're talking about all of the things that they will do to prevent people from even entrenching in the first place, which is what they should have done with the first trucker convoy. Because other cities did that, and they didn't have the problem that we have here in Ottawa. So mm. so those that aren't knuckleheads, what is their point then? Okay, I'm not a knucklehead, but I'm getting in my truck and I'm heading uh, to Ottawa because... What? what why? What? Uh... I would assume, well, for one, my understanding is that truck drivers still have to be vaccinated. So although mandates have been lifted elsewhere, my understanding is that they are still in place um, for truckers. They are still in place for incoming travelers. So even if you're an unvaccinated uh, Canadian and you leave Canada and manage to find another country that will take you, in order to come back in, you have to be vaccinated. Mm. So... um, they're, well, that's interesting you, know, you say actually, that. You're Canadian, you're Canadian, yeah. you can come in anyway. But. Um, okay, so they're coming to Ottawa to protest. If you're and, and you're a smart, connected person, if you can't explain it, how do they explain it? How does some guy from, you know, uh, Lethbridge, Alberta, or some woman from Swift Current, Saskatchewan, who's coming across the country, what do they, what do they believe? Let me ask you this this way. What do you believe they think they're coming to do? To protest. I don't know because I'm not paying attention to it. Okay. I'll, I'll be right. honest. I'm just, I'm All really right. not. That's fine. Like for mm-hmm. me, and, and I live in downtown Ottawa. So yes, I'm a do. person who will be greatly impacted by this. Um, and I actually don't care enough to actually read about what it is they're, they're, this time, what they're specifically coming for. Okay, However, fair enough. I will say <clears> this. Um, I, I believe in everybody's right to protest. So I, I think everybody making assumptions that it's going to be an illegal protest before they even know what's going to go on. It's like, guys, uh, everybody has a right in this country to protest. And to me, there's no better place to protest than in front of Parliament Hill. It's Parliament Hill is belongs to the people. So have at it. Now, I, I, if they entrench it. themselves again, that's going to be a problem for yeah. me. I'll have an issue with that. The only thing I don't like about it, it's Canada Day and it's families and it's celebrating the country. Uh, to me, it's sort of an inappropriate time. It just is because, you know, some of them are going to be carrying the flags with fuck Trudeau on them and everything. You know, there's a little town. I'm in a place called Burley Falls, a little town north of here. Oh, tragically hip. Bob Cajun. Um, there's a diner there. 
And the guy's got this huge fuck Trudeau sign or uh, flag hanging outside his diner. And I'm thinking, that can't be good for business. I wouldn't go in that diner. I mean, I wouldn't want my kid to see that flag. And that's what bothers me about Ottawa. How many young families are going to be there? And even if it's just a few, do I need to be exposed to that type of thing during a celebration of my country? Um, I, I, I just think it's bad timing for these people. And... I'm not a fan of those flags. I'm not a fan of Mm -hmm. um, if you have to resort to that kind of language to Mm -hmm. make your point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's it's interesting because I know a lot of people feel the same way about some celebrations uh, that go on for other things. Right. They find Mm -hmm. and I'm not not justifying it. I don't like it. Uh, But there are a lot of things in other demonstrations and protests that I also don't like. And And that's a fair point, too. That's a yeah. fair point. Um, I don't want to. We only have a couple minutes left. Did you want to ask one more thing? Because I wanted to wrap this up in a second. Oh no! And I just wanted to quickly. Um, you talk about squirming and and um, uh, uh, and uh, trying to come up with a, a story or an answer. How like within the PC party, which you are somewhat entrenched, I believe. Um, this abortion thing like how does Poliev deal with this now i mean you can be against abortion but but you know believe in be pro-choice yeah yeah believe it is that is that going to be the spin is that going to be the spin for Poliev and these uh whack jobs i don't know about spin i know how he's answered the question and it's interesting because um again somebody else who's from radio him who does a podcast uh, made the comment yesterday calling it you know bs spin because what what he has said is he said that he his government a polyev government will will not enact legislation or allow legislation to be passed that limits a woman's right to choose mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people take issue with that but i got news for everybody that's the exact same position that jean charret takes you know who else has that same position Justin Trudeau. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same position as Justin Trudeau. Justin okay. Trudeau. So I don't is, know what's wrong. What's wrong with that position uh, that you won't? In, well, I, there is nothing I, wrong yeah. with it. It's, yeah. No, and, and got you just got to worry if it's you know you know if you're far right is that bullshit and then once you become it, it, listen, yeah. I, I don't really I agree. It's all no, but let that. me just say this. I I, I don't have anything. I don't really know a lot about PP. I, you know, I know that there's some you know fuckery around him, but that's fine. I don't think. No matter what he says or people say about him, um, you know that what's that cliche about the third rail? Well, in Canada, the third rail is health care, uh, abortion, gay rights, name it. There's a bunch of stuff on that rail, yeah. and and I don't care what you you may be you might hate Pierre Polyev for whatever reason, but he ain't doing that. So let's a non stupid. He ain't stupid. <laughs> no, I, and, I, and, I agree. And neither agree. is this human being. I don't, I would say woman, but I don't even see gender anymore. That's how woke I am. <laughs> I just say this human being, uh, who seems, who's got a very pleasant face to look at. I, I'm going to say that always a pleasure to catch up with our friend, Jackie. Uh, and, uh, keep fighting. Uh, you come, you're, we're going to see you uh, in the next month anyway. And, uh, p- please send us a note. If there's anything that, um, comes out of this investigation yeah i appreciate it man and and uh, as i said you made uh, you helped us make history on this program a few weeks ago and it's always a great uh, having you with us okay have a great one guys you have a great one human other fellow human don't say guys i feel diminished now i don't even <laughs> uh jackie uh budding uh delaney our gigs guy guest of the day freddie 
Yes, our guest of the day. Howard, just let me get uh, let me get to where I gotta go for that. Okay? Yeah, you do. I'm it. sorry. You Listen, do. You. I'm somewhat unprepared, and I am nope. very, very embarrassed. No, you shouldn't be. You do it right now. Do it up. Mm-hmm. Do it up. Mm-hmm. Do it. Hey, listen, uh, you deserve that peace of mind when you travel. Yes, you do. So surf like a local with a tap of a button. You can do that with GigSky. They offer a 100% data plan, maps, Uber, Instagram, WhatsApp, FaceTime, GigSky. They got it for you. Hotels, rental cars, looking for things to do while you're traveling, theme parks. They offer travel rewards, which offer up to 50% cash back on Again, hotels, all these things you can do while vacationing. Take the time, check it out, go to gigsky.com slash travel rewards. Sign into your account for more information, yeah. Or download the GigSky app if you're starting from scratch. Download the GigSky app today, enter code HF2022 for $5 off your first plan. Yes, visit gigsky.com. Hey, Fred, you're a pretty cool guy, but even uh, an accomplished... A uh, person like yourself, you've got the odd worry and care, do you not? Oh, you don't. You can't appreciate the stress I'm under. Oh well, you know what I say. If you've got cares and worries, I say relax a care. Yes, I went a long way for that one. Rel- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, relax a care, Fred. That's what I do every day. I get in my massage chair. I know. It seems like how could a massage chair? help with so many different things well it can you got chronic pain like i've got every day something sore shoulders elbows you know all my private parts <laughs> and uh, all my many parts i should say um but relaxacare i got this massage chair a couple months ago and i think everyone knows the story i went in and i bought it uh they found out that we do a podcast and they said hey would you like to do some advertising i said yes and i got the upgrade to this chair it's called the symphony but the one i was gonna buy gonna buy it wasn't cheap but it wasn't so expensive that you know if you're looking like if you're looking to do something different you wanted a maybe a sauna you want a massage? This is how you do it. Relaxacare.ca. Large showroom of massage chairs. I went and did a bunch of research. Not every place can you go in and actually sit on all the varieties that they have. Everything is in-house, deliveries, tech work, and all that. Visit them in person or order online. You can do this. Relaxacare.ca. to me. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Brett Tanner here in a second or two. I just sent you some uh, information. You should have it by now. And when uh, Brett Tanner uh, signs on, we'll be talking to him about a thing or two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to coming up to uh, visit you guys at the lake. I-, I love the lakes here in Ontario. And I, I didn't really, for the longest time, I appreciate it. Uh, but in the last 20 or so years since I started going to a cottage or going up to the lake, um, it really is one of the most special things about this province. And yet, uh, last week when we were off, I went to, uh, I was in Port Colborne for a, a golf thing, and then I drove to Port Elgin and overnighted there for another golf thing. But while I was in Port Elgin, which I'd never been to before, which is right on the lake, I guess it's part of... Um, it's like on Lake Huron, and then it's just a bit down from uh, Georgian Bay. <laughs> Excuse me. 
I got to tell you, it, it was fascinating to me how, first of all, it's huge. Because you're on, you know, it's one of the big lakes, right? But I had no idea of the town. And I'd, have you ever been up to that area? I, I, I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're really lucky in this province. Like, that, to me, it looked like some, something you'd see out of a New England, you know, movie. Or, you know, the, you know I mean, like, it's had that sort of vibe, like a Cape Cod, almost like a, or, um, you know, one of those places, you know. Anyway. Yes, you you can see why people flock there and spend their summers there. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's easy to get to, though. It's not Fort as easy. Well, you got to go up ten, and then you go up there north and west. It was. I came back through. I went. I you know Highway Ten past your place, mm-hmm. but uh, it was like a three and a half hour drive home at the end of the uh, tournament. But it was beautiful. Yeah, it's just south of Southampton. Yeah. Um, you know, Howard, I, I'm embarrassed. Again, part of the province I've never been to. That's just south of uh, Tobermory, where I want to go someday. Tobermory, apparently, same thing. It's just gorgeous up there. The water is like aqua blue. Yeah. And divers go there. And Frederick. It's in my province, yeah, and I've never been there. That's exactly why I, t- I wanted to bring it up, because mm-hmm. I've lived here 30-plus years. Mm-hmm. I've heard of all those places you've named. Yeah. And I've been to Georgian Bay, which is, again, north of there. So I had mm-hmm. a sense of the size, mm-hmm. but I had no idea of the that whole area. Plus, I, I, you know, you're, you're driving. When I drove home, you're driving through the country for quite some time. Sure. And it's stunning up there. Mm-hmm. Like... Like I'm, the reason I bring up like New England or that kind of vibe because that you know that seems to be sort of the American sort of romanticized lake vibe, but we have it here. And uh, I was saying to the, my kids, I say, you know, we, I would go back up there if, if you know find a place for a week and just explore it because it really was like I don't know. It just I, I was sort of surpri- not surprised. I guess surprised. I'd never been there and I just loved it. <laughs> That's one thing when you have a cottage or you have something like I have where it's just your go-to. It's where you go on weekends. It's, your go, it's where you go on vacation. You tend to, you know, not explore other areas. And that's something, you know, before I get too old, yeah. I, gotta, I just got to do. I'm a little um, surprised that you haven't been to Tobermory because I'm no. I thought for sure you would have mentioned it to me. I don't oh, know why. As I I've said, that. told you many times, this province where I live, my home, I've I've done very little traveling. Like I've never been north of uh, like Timmins, and I was a kid then. It's yeah. weird. You know, neighbor John has a place in Owen Sound. I've been up there a couple of times, which is you know on the way to Tobermory. Um, but that's it. I just haven't done it. You know, I was in a Perry Sound once camping when I was a teenager in my shagging wagon, but uh, that's no. it. I, I just really haven't spent a lot of time. That's I've only been to Ottawa twice in my life, and once was for a day. That's what you should do with Doll today. You should find the shagging wagon from the 70s mm-hmm. and recreate yes. some of those magic moments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you can't. Magic moments. <laughs> you can't go everywhere. I mean, you've been a lot of places. I've been to Ottawa a bunch of times. I, it's funny, though. Um, again, I brought up Port Elgin because I've heard of it, heard of all those places, Tobermory, Southampton, had no idea, no concept really where they were. But I certainly had no concept of how beautiful it is. That being said, the week before, I was in Calgary 
uh, with my brothers and uh, their family. And my brother's youngest daughter lives, for people who know the West, she lives on the west-north edge of Calgary proper, past the Olympic, um, where the Olympic, not the Olympic Village, but the Olympic jump site. So right. from, from her neighborhood, you can see those mountains. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back to our country, you can understand why people would never leave it. It's just fucking unbelievable that they live in this world where those beautiful, those mountains are there. They see it every day. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've told you to go the other way. I just on, at the top of my travel list is Newfoundland right now. And yeah. I don't I just can't seem to get there. Delise just doesn't seem that interested. My buddy Brian Collins and his wife Karen, they're there for two weeks. So when they come back, I'm really going to pick their brain, and I hope they have a lot of photos, and I hope this will be the final push for us to get out there. Um, again, so my, you know, again, when we travel, we tend to think Italy, Paris, or, you know, France, and all these. That's travel in the mind of so many when yeah. this country holds so much. It does. And especially now when international travel you know, mm-hmm. uh, is expensive. I was going to say, I mean, you know, exploring Western Canada ain't cheap either. No, <laughs> not um, of it. Like, yeah, you know, it's more expensive to go to Newfoundland for a couple of weeks than it is to go to Ireland for a couple of weeks. You know, my daughter, Charlie, was talking to me yesterday because she goes to Calgary. She's gone the last three years to go snowboarding. And she said yeah. to me yesterday, she said, you know, her buddy who she snowboards with, who lives in Calgary, sent her a note that they've actually opened up a couple of the runs at Sunshine, which is a ski resort about an hour and 20 minutes or so from Calgary. They've opened up a couple of runs. Um, because they had enough snow. F- yes, they had enough snowfall. It, you know that's how high up it is mm-hmm. right. to allow uh, people to, to to snowboard. My older brother was in Jasper last week, and he sent me a note. He said, "I just I just drove through a snowstorm for the last fifteen minutes." This country is ridiculously great. Yeah. Um, let's switch gears and talk about something everyone uh, is curious about, and that, of course. Is insurance for small business. <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks, we both have uh, hung out with our friend Brett Tanner. I was part of the uh, Chambers uh, Plan uh, Conference uh, Awards Night. I had a great time. Freddie just played in the Tanner Financial Golf Tournament. We thought we should catch Fantastic. up with uh, catch up with uh, Brett. Hey, Brett Tanner, what's going on, brother? Hey, how we doing, guys? Good to see you. Very good. Yes. Yes, thank you for Thursday. It was uh, fantastic. Um, I love that little golf course. I yeah. say little, but... No, no, it's a good one. It's a Yeah, it's such a quaint golf course, uh, Richmond Hill. I really enjoyed it, and the food was outstanding, and uh, the company was great, too. Thank you, Brett. Now, uh, Brett, what I always do is every year, uh, it's kind of a tradition now that I host this thing for Brett, but no, the tradition is actually... I talked to Brett after and say, did I offend anybody this year? And, and so how, what was my score in terms of uh, people walking out going, oh, who is it? why did we keep bringing that guy back? <laughs> it, it was all good, Howard, and, and better still, none of, none of my guys offended you. So <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's what we call a little inside joke with me and BT. Um, mm. Listen, man, you know, one of the things about being part of that conference, and I, and I mean this too, I, I, I was fascinated. I, you know, I always ask a lot of questions, and I was fascinated by how the business works and these people that were all some of the top advisors in Ontario. And invariably, you find out that 
first of all, the, the chamber plan is having another great year, and I, and I wanted to know why. And I think it sort of boils down to this. When companies find out that there is an affordable version of, of company benefits for their employees, that's really the attraction. And maybe we can do a little quick refresher on why small businesses need to have employee benefits. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that, Brett, about, you know, how it attracts employees, how it retains employees and, and some of the, you know, sort of the benefits of having benefits. Yeah, you know, there's there's a ton of surveys out there that say that, uh, you know, employees would would take a job with employee benefits that paid ten thousand dollars less uh, because there's that much emphasis on on benefits for employees. And obviously, you know, everybody's hearing in the news about how difficult it is, you know, the great resignation, you know, how difficult it is to attract and retain employees and keep them happy. And there's also a huge emphasis on mental health these days. Uh, And a lot of these resources come with with the Chambers plan, regardless of whether you're a, you know, two person company or or a 90 person company. The the ability to sort of provide these resources is is part of the part of the product. It's built into the product. And um, a lot of the the sort of resources come at no additional charge. So it's 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 built in. It's designed for for small to medium sized companies because a lot of them don't know how to access some of these resources or HR resources on their own. And you know the the reality too is that uh, you know from a mental health perspective, if your staff have access to those resources and they're happier, they're more productive and they tend to show up more. You know, the the mental health thing, you know, in 2022 on the heels of COVID and what everyone went through here in Canada, you know, we pride ourselves in public health care. But, you know, when it comes to mental health, I mean, if you go to a psychiatrist, I, I believe it's OHIP, but try and get in to see a psychiatrist. It's almost impossible. But all levels of therapy you have to pay for. And it's expensive. So for the chamber plan to have that available is it's remarkable. And, you know, the, one of the things that's sort of different, uh, and we had Arete on one of the shows previously, but the, their service is, is full hours. So it's not per visit. You don't get nine visits, you get nine hours. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it's, it's, um, it's something that, uh, you know, I always kind of chuckle when, when industries come up with a new buzzword, for, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term. But mental health was kind of a buzzword for a few years before COVID. And then COVID hit and it became more of a reality than a buzzword. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people were accessing, we've seen the numbers, the, you know, the, the amount of people that access mental health resources the last couple of years is kind of off the charts over historical averages because, you know, these people needed to have somebody to talk to about, you know, what was going on. And, you know, some of it was elder care, some of it was financial, yeah. some of it was just, you know, stress. Some of us, God, I'm staying at home and working with my wife. Every day. <laughs> <Sorry>. Yes, <Yeah. laughs> yes. All of it, I think all you, of it, I think you know true. a thing or two about that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, actually, actually, we we got a good rotation. My wife goes to the office, and I've I've oh, that's right. That way, we don't kill each other, and we're that's not funny. we're not in the background on each other's calls. Well, I'll tell mm-hmm. you, she. I sat with you and uh, Sharon. That's uh, Brett's wife. She's amazing. Let's talk a little bit about you know again watching the awards that night. Uh, these are some of the top performers in the province. And, and I kind of got the idea, and I think I asked either you or um, 
somebody else at the table about you know why why earth why is it doing so well and maybe talk a little bit about because companies have understood that to attract and keep employees that this stuff this isn't like a a, a nice to have this is a have to have <clears throat> excuse me for keeping employees happy which as you say you know they would rather they would take less money and more benefits um, because it's it's after tax dollars and that kind of thing. Yeah, you know that's that's sometimes something you know a lot of people are focused when they start a business on just getting it up and running, but they they don't think about some of these things in terms of um, uh, the financial aspect of it. So an employee benefit plan, the health and dental benefits are tax deductible by the business. They're not a taxable benefit for the employees. So even if you're a one or two person, you know, kind of ma and pa shop, it makes sense, you know, and, and I've, I've done this uh, sort of uh, discussion with, with firms before where, you know, you, you, you talk to a one person, well, two person, you know, fam, family business and, and they're, well, you know, we, we only spend, you know, $3,000 a year on, on all our stuff and you know we wouldn't uh, you know benefits might cost a bit more than that but the, you know they're they're paying with after tax dollars so the, you know the the reality is depending on their tax bracket you know if they spend 5000 for benefits that covers the 3000 they're spending they're about even but now they've got protection if they run into a claim mm-hmm. exactly and, and you know they they don't realize that they 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 need that protection until they need it and you know a lot a lot of these people too you know they're especially when when it's a smaller firm you know some of the some of the insurers have underwriting and there's pre-existing conditions and so on so um it's better to have coverage because you know if if you do have that change in health sometimes it's difficult to get coverage once you've had that change well, that's another aspect of mental health. I mean, I say it daily but when we talk about the chamber plan. It's to walk in and tell your employees now that they have this kind of coverage. Yeah, that makes you feel good. It makes you a happier employee. It makes you feel more secure. And what does that lead to? More productivity, right? Very. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Brett, where that we're that small business that you're talking about—a mom and pop shop—we have a couple of employees. We've had the chamber plan. I mean, it's now part of the, you know, our origin story that we were clients of yours before you were clients of ours. But again, being around uh, advisors, our advisor Rod Johnson, and and it's just it makes so much sense. And when you break it down. Um, I love what it says here. Smaller firms should do the mask. math. Costs for buying travel coverage and all the other things uh, add up. And even if they're less than the premiums, as you said, you're paying with after-tax dollars, likely costing you more. So don't wait another second. Go to chamberplan.ca. Get a hold of an advisor that's all done by area code. No matter where you are in the province, somebody will be there to take care of you. And... Uh, and I appreciate you coming on. I, I'm always, uh, I always halfway through your talk, I always look behind you. I'm like, oh yeah, the famous Ben Hogan picture. And I just wonder how many of our viewers are golf nerds enough to know the, the significance of that shot. But uh, it's always good to see you. Good, good to see you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk soon. We're we're due to get out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we have to play golf. Before, you and I and Freddie and uh, hopefully maybe Bill Hurts before the uh, before it starts to snow again. Because you know it will. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Hey, BT, have Before a great... Uh, go ahead. We're losing Bill to Mexico, apparently, permanently, so we better get oh, on with That's him. right, yeah. <laughs> he's, he oh, no, yeah. He absolutely deserves it. He's had enough of this country. Uh, BT, yeah. thanks. Uh, stay well. I hope your uh, back feels better, uh, but we can play some golf before uh, the fall. Okay, my friend? Sounds good. Thanks, All right. guys. There's Brett okay, Tanner. Take it Tanner easy, Financial, the uh, chamber plan. And uh, as you've heard, like, you may... You, the funny thing is, you may think you're too small to have this kind of insurance, but you're not. Um, again, we've had it for... How many years have we been providing this for our employees? Oh, God, we're pushing 10, wouldn't we? I don't know, man. It's got to be... It's getting close. Yeah, up there. Yeah. Way more than five. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. It's uh, And again, how often do you hear people... When they talk about getting a job or somebody they know has a job, oh, and it comes with great benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you were right about, you know, because I've used, I don't mind sharing this, I, I've used the chamber plan to pay for therapy. Yeah. Hard to believe. Uh, anyway. But, uh, and it's so easy to do because it's part of your claims. I, I did a... You know, that's another thing, too. I mean, we, I'm not sure we talk enough about how simple it is to submit claims for benefits you right. know because you know when you were working for chorus and you used benefits because i didn't have them i don't know mm-hmm. how you know, i had benefits through actra and, and whatever um but the process used to be very labor intensive you had to send letters you had to actually put something in an envelope didn't you and submit it to the company or to, whatever it was well yeah over the years the way it's involved evolved like my dentist now i have to pay him Yes. And then Chamber Plan pays me. Yeah. Well, just the way it's evolved over the years, a lot of offices don't want to sort of... They want it that way. Yes. You know? Um, so back in the day, the point I'm making, back in course, you would just go anywhere and not even worry about it. But more and more now, those offices want to be paid, and then you submit claims. Um that's just the way it is. But as your point, uh, the chamber plan, it's, it's, uh, it's painless. You know, I did a claim yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't. You just do it with your phone. You just take a picture of the receipt, and then it mm-hmm. submits the claim right into your... And, and you just get a notification that the money's in your account. Uh, Kyle Kirby, let's not forget about the... Uh, our intern, the, the I feel like if we could graph Kyle's enthusiasm started way up here and it is now it's waning, but that's fine. You know, we're going to we're going to see this to the end, Kyle, and mercifully, it'll be over soon for you. Yeah, we've been getting a few of those. Hey, guys, it's been really busy for me. Yeah, I know. Emails. I love those. Mm-hmm. I know. I love those emails. Yeah, I know. Kyle, what yeah, are you, what, what's going on with you this summer? You got a part-time job. You got a girl. You got a guy. What are you doing? You a dog walker? What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm working a lot. I'm driving a lot right now just trying to, you know, survive and pay for food and shelter. Yeah, yeah you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you driving? A big truck. One of the, I guess the biggest thing you can drive with the G-Class license. Come on. Like, what, what size of truck are you uh, operating? Uh, 32-footers, straight trucks. Jesus, man. Wow. That's and cool. what are you delivering? Uh, rental furniture, so stuff for wedding ceremonies and stuff mm. like that. Just mm-hmm. loads of chairs, couches, bars. Automatic or standard? Automatic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How many gears? We got, uh, I think they're just five. They're, oh, okay. they're, some of them are uh, pretty small, but we got some bigger ones. Too. All right. Goddamn kids out there driving truck. You can't be expected to intern as a stupid show. Yeah. I'm I trying heard. to balance it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I get it, man. It's not easy. Uh, maybe I should interject here right now and talk about Bodog uh, before we get back. I wish you hour. would. I wish you uh, would. Please stand by for uh, some great Bodog, uh, Bodog music. All right. Hang yeah, on. whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Go to Bodog today and, uh, yeah, hey, wager on Wimbledon, uh, now underway. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can wager on tennis, any sport under the sun, okay? In all different aspects, different angles of wagering. It's uh, it's entertaining. That's your Bodog. Uh, Kyle Kirby has uh, once again uh, come up with a, another... I don't even know what we call these Kyle Kirby things that he does. Kyle, what are we gonna what are we gonna hear? It's another promo for the show. Yeah, essentially, it's uh, people's life before and after listening to you guys. Oh, I like this. So it's this is entitled "Life with Humble and Fred." This is your life before Humble and Fred. <laughs> And this is your life after. So what are you waiting for? Tune in to Humble and Fred. Well, there's no doubt this kid's got a nice voice. I'd say. Yeah. What I like about that, it's not about shit. It's not about piss or peckers. It's That's for next time. Way to mix it up, Kyle. <laughs> Way not to make shit, piss, cock, pee-pee. <laughs> I've only got so much to pick from with you guys. Right? Well, there's not exactly. You gotta, it. It's like you got to sieve through all the shit piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great job, Kyle. Great Thank goddamn you. job. Dan's not even smiling. He does no. not want to be part of the shit piss uh, pecker stuff. He just never no. does. Yeah. Oh, he it's definitely. Class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, look at he's sitting. He's got a he's got a bookcase behind him. He's not he's not part of this anymore. Yeah, there's books back I there I can know. read rather than listen to that crap. He'd rather be on Lloyd Robertson's podcast. Oh, right? that's right, Life with Lloyd. <laughs> oh, yeah. does he have a podcast? He should. And he know. should call it Life oh. with Lloyd. Wait a minute. Does he have a pot? Who the hell doesn't? <laughs> Here's a better question. Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen, Kyle. Uh, uh, how many more hours? We, we ask you that every week. You're just counting down the hours till we sign off in your internship. That's it. We're at about uh, 30 to 40 now, so I'm, oh, I'm getting them going. Okay, buddy. As much as I can. You do, you do it. the finish line. Do you That's graduate? It. Do you graduate after uh, this, or do you got another year or something to go? No, no. This is the final course. After this, I'm all, I'm all done up and graduated. Nice, man. Yeah. Well, you know what, dude? I don't know uh, what your ambition is or what your ambitions are, but you definitely have great. You have a great voice, and you seem... You know, somewhat interested. So I hope this works out for you, man. Yeah, thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate it. This uh, definitely do hope this goes somewhere for sure. Well, I, and I hope that for you too. You, you're a nice person. Thanks a lot, Howard. It means a lot. Okay, man. Uh, for next week, let's get back to the shitty pissy poo poo stuff. Okay, <laughs> as usual. Okay, yeah, that's good. what the people love. Your yes. assignment. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. If you listen okay, to the last week, good. there's lots of it. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the and might be weeks. some good stuff to Kyle too when Dan's uh, dink got all jammed up. <laughs> yeah. Dan had kidney stones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's that. Yeah. Oh, and boy. then and then Dan took a piss and shot Fred in the head with one of his kidney stones that were like the size of a fucking marble. Knocked him yeah. right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that. That was some pre- impressive stuff right there. <laughs> Tons of content. Cheers. <laughs> That's right. Duran goes, yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, there's always that. Uh, all right, there's Kyle, we got to get to Dan's news. We'll see you next week. Now, here's to hey, a fella buddy. named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dan Duran, the anchorman, comes as for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. Uh, Dan Duran's news today brought to you by Health Gauge. The Health Gauge Phoenix, if you're not wearing it, how do you even know you're alive? Go to healthgauge.com. Promo code is HumbleFredHG. And that gets you 15% off. Uh, by now, you should know all the benefits of that. Whether it's keeping track of your heart rate or your blood pressure, your temperature, COVID times, and uh, the like, uh, get to healthgauge.com. Promo code is HumbleFredHG. <laughs> For fifteen percent off a checkout now live from his girlfriend's house. Uh uh uh. Dan got a girlfriend. Tisk uh, tisk tisk. That's right. Uh, Dan's uh, here with his own intern, the cold sore. Right. <laughs> the English cucumber is getting a makeover. Yes. Though there is way more plastic involved with other produce, the plastic wrap around the e cuke as I like to call it, is one of the most complained about of produce plastics. So Westmoreland Topline Farms in Leamington, Ontario, as of last week, is the first in the country to ship English cucumbers that are not individually plastic wrapped to produce sections across Canada. Instead, they'll be treated with a uh, plant-based spray that's developed by a you know a science company that is edible, tasteless, and extends the natural shelf life of a cucumber. The reason they wrap it is because they uh, it keeps the moisture in the cucumber, mm. so it doesn't sort of shrivel up into mm. its uh, cucumber shrivel state. So you this know. will help with plastics getting into the environment, mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, Canadians produce uh, like 3.3 million tons of plastic that's uh, being thrown out annually. Almost half of that. Dan, you'll you'll, you'll shake your head and laugh at this, but maybe not me and Howard. The English cucumber is probably the most used vegetable as a sex toy. Really? Yes. I've read that. The English cucumber, because they tend to be a little more narrow Mm. uh, than uh, regular cucumbers. And again... Well, that's uh, good to know. Is it, well, is it also because of its plastic wrap, or do you think... Uh, I don't know if you take unwrap? the plastic wrap off. Probably take it off, Dan, for yeah. that. For you know what, Dan? This whole... Ear, uh, the whole... I'm so naive about the English cucumber as yeah. a sex toy. Oh, please, Dan. Come on. It never occurred to me, to be honest. Oh, didn't it? Well, it's a go-to, you know, because a dildo can cost a lot of money these days. You don't have... Cucumber, a buck exactly. and a half. You're good now, to go. with, mm-hmm. with inflation, who has dildo money? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I thought, thought bananas were... <laughs> Seriously, like, you've seen the cost. Bananas bend too much. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Dan. And you can't use a frozen banana, Dan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that, Jesus that Christ cold, Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Who has dildo money? He asked. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Yeah. And gas, right inflation. Reasonable. Bank of Canada. I suppose if you left the plastic wrapper on, then you'd have two uses for the, uh, for the dildo. Right. Because it would protect it from all the, yeah. The dildo. And then you... Then you can unwrap it and use it for for your salad. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> even that seems a bit. Even that seems a bit much for me. Where's hey, this cucumber this, bin? Yeah, we used this. Wasn't this? Excuse me. Was this the cucumber that I shoved up your ass? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. Well, what? Hey, hey! It had plastic on it. <laughs> Yeah, see, even that's too much. Who's okay. <laughs> that's too <so> much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be nice with this salad? Some of your that ass. Was back in the day when I could afford a dildo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what would be nice on this salad? It would be some of your ass cumber. Your ass cucumber. <laughs> Dan, do you have any other. Dan, do you have any other stories? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, wait a minute. Before Dan's uh, second story, I would also like to uh, point out that these people are still uh, uh, with us. Cursing during your commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Mama, mama. When it feels like all that's left is work hard, <sighs> you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. And now wrapping up the news with his second story of the day. Here once again is Dan Durant. Wet Wipe Island is not a new reality show. It really is what it sounds like. A massive buildup of discarded wet wipes Mm. that formed an island and is now physically altering the course of the River Thames in London, England. The the UK government is considering an outright ban on the items because of the environmental havoc they cause when flushed down toilets. Mm. Somehow they make their way into the river. A British MP said that there is an island the size of two tennis courts, and I've been and stood on it. It's near Hammersmith Bridge in the Thames, if you know anything about London. Mm. And it's a meter deep in places, and it's just wet, wet wipes all kind of together. Yeah. They're also the same things that, that uh, constitute 90% of the uh, the fatbergs. You've heard about the fatbergs and the it's, uh, balls no. of grease and household waste that build oh. up in uh, British sewers. Been happening for years. They have to, you know, sometimes actually dig out the the whole sewer. It, it takes a lot of time, weeks sometimes, to remove a big fatberg out of the mm. sewage system there. Oh, yeah, I don't even cool. understand I, for wet wipes. I don't know why anybody a uses them. I guess they're handy. Well, I went I through a wet wipe phase. Did you really? Yeah. Well, during COVID, uh, Delise had them in our bathrooms, and the one where uh, visitors would use, she actually wrote on the wet wipes, "Please do not flush." Yeah, <laughs> she did with a sharpie because she had read somewhere. No, it's horrible. Do that, but uh, yeah. yeah, before I. Yeah, for a while there, Dan. Um, to be honest with you, I, after my elimination, I would sometimes wet wipe that area for and then, freshness. Then flush it? Yeah. And then fl- flush yes, the wet wipe? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not currently doing it. You know that it's made of plastic, right? I do now, Dan. And when you wiped your arse with that, with the chemical, wouldn't it sting your ring a bit? There was no ring sting. 
Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, it wasn't a long period, Dan. Look how offended he is for the environment. Well, I can't even imagine him doing that. Well, because like I was looking for freshness in my hoop. <laughs> well, I get that. But, yeah. you know, then you, wouldn't you just throw that in the garbage? You, you can't throw a poopy what? wet nap in the garbage. Uh, the fridge here at the... Uh, uh, the Tin Palace, yes, I have stocked up on 500 milliliter bottles, uh, single-use Perrier water, which I love because I just do. Yeah. And I offered one da- to Dan the other day, and he reluctantly took it mm. because he's uncomfortable with the single-use plastic bottle, which I understood. Right, Dan? That and is true. I even true. said to him, I handed, mm. I said, I know you're not big on this. And he said, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but you know what you can do though is you can also repurpose them as a nice dildo. You just take off the cap, and, uh, <laughs> so you're just it's two uses down. It's drinkies, yeah. It's drinkies and stinkies. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right, we got to wrap things up. Uh, okay. We got a couple uh, things I to just, do. Yeah. Can I just end? And I, please, I, I wanted to end the show reading you the card that I got to lease for our anniversary. Oh, well, hang on a second. Let me okay. get you some of your music. Then you know, let's fucking get it all. I just happened to be looking at it, and I thought this would be a good way to, you know, part of the ending of the show. I'll read the card that I got to lease for. All right. Yeah. Did was she you listen to the show? No. No. Okay, She's got better her. taste than that. No. Um, <laughs> wait, so I'm, I, is this really the card you, you got yes. her? Because Dan and I know that you're not... Uh, oh, look at that. I love my friend, my yeah. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I'm just Maybe the Dan idea... Should no, just the idea that you bought a card, I find, you must, you know. Okay, so why don't you read it yeah. for us? Yeah. Well, first thing I'll read is USA $7.99. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Canada, $10.59. Are you going to circle that for Sea doll this is how much I love you. <laughs> can we All use right. this for the next three years so I can get my money's worth? That's right. Uh, it says, my love, my friend, my wife. And then you opened it up. You mm-hmm. open it up, and it says, "You're everything to me. All that Aww. is beautiful, all that is good, all that matters. Happy anniversary. I love you." Now, did you write Very a personal? Simple. Did See, you write sometimes a, the simple cards are the best. But do you not it, also have a, a personal note like that? You'll write, like, "Hey, doll, I, all the all the best." That's everything. I know. Uh, I'm going to write. There's a cucumber in the fridge. <laughs> That's right. Don't eat the cucumber in the fridge. It's for later. (laughs) I'm sorry, Dan. You wanted to uh, point out something, did you? Well, the same thing as like as that's the that's the card writers stuff. There, you'd think there'd be something you know more personal and meaningful. It would. That's what I was looking for. Some sort of comment. Fred. Well, Fred. Oh, no, 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 no. That's per. Yeah, no. I, I'll write that later. Yeah. Get that, man. I'm not sharing that with you. No, exactly. But I'll tell you, these card people are going to price themselves right out of existence. Mm. Yeah, because nowadays you're like, should I buy a card? Should I get a new dildo? It's all, it's all budgetary. <laughs> Dan Duran, uh, we uh, thank you for your service. Thanks to uh, Jackie. Uh, tomorrow on the program, if you uh, choose to join us, and we would invite you to. Uh, Lisa Baker returns. Actually, this is a very funny Eastern uh, maritime comedian that Dan pointed out uh, or pointed our, in our direction, and she's making her second appearance. We're looking forward to that. Dan, 
This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, Gig Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Health Gauge, Relaxacare, and DraftKings. Email us at humbleandfred at humbleandfredradio.com. Like and subscribe. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. Be careful with your cucumbers. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where?